0: I will read Hebrews chapter 13, verses 20 and 21. Hear now God's holy word. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you have blessed us through this wonderful book of Hebrews. We pray that you would bless us yet again as we study this benediction, this glorious benediction at the end of this sermon. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now that we've come to the end of this sermon, glorious book of Hebrews, let us summarize what we have heard along the way. The Spirit of our God has magnified the Lord Jesus Christ throughout this book and has explained to us how Jesus is better than all that has come before him in every way. He was the better word of God, clearer and more perfect than the old testament prophets and even the angels he was better than moses moses was good moses was great he was a servant over the lord's house he was faithful he was the mediator of a powerful covenant and yet jesus was greater moses was over god's house as a servant but jesus was over god's house as a son and jesus is the mediator of a better covenant an eternal covenant Jesus was better than the high priests who came before. The high priests of the Old Testament died. They could only intercede on behalf of the people for so long. But Jesus was raised with the power of an indestructible life. And he will be a high priest forever. Those priests offered sacrifices that were commanded. The blood of bulls and goats you Jesus offers a better sacrifice, a greater sacrifice, a perfect sacrifice. Not the blood of bulls and goats, which can never take away sins, but his own body. His shed, his, he shed his own blood, which is able to put away sin once and for all. Is able to cleanse the conscience of the worshipers. He's a high priest who was made like us and was perfect in every way. The Son of God took on a human body. He knew our weakness. He learned obedience through what he suffered. He was made perfect through suffering, and he endured perfectly unto death. And God demonstrated that He accepted Jesus' sacrifice. That He found Him faithful because He raised Him from the dead, never to die again. He, He. Jesus ascended into the heavenly realms and has been seated in God's presence with all authority and dominion. We've been told all those things, but then with a repeated refrain for us, the charge to us, don't lose your confession. Don't, Don't turn your back on this reality. Persevere in faith endure to glory. Our salvation has been secured, and yet we are being urged to endure in our faith. And we heard this most clearly at the end of chapter 10, where the author of Hebrews said, Therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet a little while, and the coming one will come and will not delay, but my righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. We have need of endurance But praise God, the good news of our passage today is that just as God works salvation once and for all in Jesus Christ, God does not leave us to our own selves to endure in faith. Our God provides everything that we need in Christ Jesus so that we can persevere to glory. That's what we need to hear today. God gives us everything we need to endure to glory through Jesus Christ. And we'll see this as we go through our passage under three basic headings. First, the God of peace. Second, who equipped Jesus to be our Savior. Third, will equip us in Jesus Christ for our salvation. We begin with the God of peace. It says, now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus the God of peace. Our hope is in the God of peace. And what a title that is pregnant with meaning. I don't know if you would think, think about it from this standpoint, but peace is what we long for. Peace is what we earnestly seek. I dare say that if you were to consider what drives you on a day-by-day day and a moment-by-moment moment basis, it could, it could be distilled down to a quest for peace. Peace implies rest. Peace implies safety. Peace knows no fear. Peace is complete and whole. Peace trusts completely with safety. And that those, those things are encompassed in the Hebrew concept of shalom. Shalom, which is constant, or, uh, often translated as peace. And we seek peace With everything that we do. But often our pursuit of peace leads us further away from peace rather than closer to peace. In order for us to find true peace we need to seek peace at the fountainhead which is the God of peace. So the triune God is the God of peace and he has peace in himself perfectly. There's no conflict within the Godhead, no grasping for position, no animosity. There's perfect rest and wholeness. He needs nothing. He has never needed anything, nor will he ever need anything, for he is perfectly sufficient in and of himself. He created all things for himself, merely for his own glory, not because he needed it. He has perfect power, so he's not threatened by anything. He has perfect knowledge, so he never frets wondering what will happen. He knows all things perfectly. He can rest in his knowledge. He has perfect patience, so he can patiently endure evil that assaults his holiness because he knows that at the proper time his perfect justice will be meted out. His wrath will be exhausted. He will have justice. He is perfectly at peace. He is the God of peace. And he created all things in peace. There was no conflict in his creation. We were created in in peace, and we were created for peace. And yet sin breaks that peace. Sin doesn't threaten God's peace, because his peace is unshakable. He is the God of peace. But sin destroys our universal reception, our ability to participate in that peace for which we were created. It is through sin that we have conflict and fear and anxiety and war and all those things. We still ache for it. We long for that that peace that God created us for. And God in his grace pursues after in his love, pursues after us in his love so that he might restore and reclaim that peace that he created us for. But in order to to reclaim peace, there must be victory over that which threatens peace. The Israelites did not have peace from slavery and have freedom until God defeated Pharaoh and gained victory. The, the Israelites did not have peace in the promised land until God, through jo- Joshua, defeated the people who were inhabiting the land. The Israelites did not have peace from their surrounding enemies until God granted victory through King David. And you and I, beloved, will not have peace with God and our perfect peace were it not for the fact that God gained victory through Jesus Christ over sin and death and all enemies of our God. And so God equipped Jesus to be our Savior. He equipped him to accomplish victory, to win peace for us in uh, Hebrews chapter 10, our author puts the words of Psalm 40 into the mouth of Jesus. And Psalm 40 says, sacrifices and offerings you did not desire, but a body you prepared for me. God equipped the Son of God with a body so that he might be able to come and accomplish salvation for us. Jesus went on to say, For behold, I have come to do your will. God prepared the body, this body that would be in weakness like us, this body that would know temptation in every way like us, this body that would have to endure this cursed existence that we lived in, this body that would have to bear our sins even while he had none of his own, his body that would need to be crucified, he came to do the will of our God to gain peace. God equipped him with a, peace, with a, with a body, but he also equipped him with his spirit. Jesus Christ, the very Son of God, had the Holy Spirit beyond measure. And it was when he was endowed with God's Spirit that God, the Father, said, this is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. With whom I am well pleased. It was God's Spirit that worked salvation through the life of Jesus Christ. It was the the Holy Spirit that empowered him to endure the taunts the beatings, the crucifixion. It was the Holy Spirit that empowered him to be able to bear the weight of the sins of God's people in his body and to endure the wrath of God for us. And it was by God's Spirit that he raised Jesus from the dead. He equipped him with a body and he equipped him with the Holy Spirit. And through his work, he was victorious And we know he was victorious because God raised him from the dead. He raised him from the dead and accepted his sacrifice. The the God of peace brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus. He brought him from the dead. And he has been given him the power of an indestructible life. That means death has been, the power of death has been destroyed. He can never die again. He has eternal life. He is an eternal high priest. He is an eternal dominion. The power has been defeated. He has been victorious. And as such, the Apostle Paul says, he himself is our peace. He is our peace. Paul also said that since we have been justified by faith, that is faith in Jesus Christ, because we have been made right in God's eyes through faith in Jesus Christ, we have peace with God. God has wrought that peace. He has worked that peace in the body of Jesus Christ for us. And so he has become our champion, our, our victor. He has accomplished victory for us. And has been accomplished by God through his son, Jesus Christ, the very prince of peace. And what's more, he has opened the door to our heavenly rest, our heavenly, our eternal peace through the sacrifice of himself. He has blazed the trail into glory as our pioneer. And he waits there as our high priest. And so that peace has been accomplished for us. And yet, it still awaits. The author of Hebrews has told us that there there remains... A Sabbath rest. There remains an eternal rest that still remains. And so while it still remains, we must pursue it. We now must endure in this life. We are the ones that must walk by faith to arrive at glory. We see that heavenly mountain and the rivers of God's delights. We see them from afar, We are, as of yet, weary wilderness wanderers. We need to pursue and persevere, pursue Christ and persevere to glory. And Jesus modeled that perseverance for us. He was faithful in every way as he blazed the trail to glory. But now is where we have to walk by faith. We have been given these precious promises of God's covenantal grace to us as an anchor for our soul that have been secured in Jesus Christ but we must rem- we must walk in them we hear his voice calling us to Christ warning us from falling away but we must be careful not to harden our hearts we are at risk of hardening our hearts we we believe in our save, the work of our Savior, Jesus Christ, what he has done for us, and yet we are at risk of lo- letting go of our confession. We're exhorted again and again, hold fast your confession. Jesus is our Savior and our life and our hope, but we must remain in him and be careful not to fall away. But beloved, so there is yet one more victory that must be obtained, that a, a, a victory that has not yet been accomplished, and that is our endurance to glory. And if God has accomplished in Jesus Christ victory for each and every part of our salvation up until this point, we can be confident and sure that God himself will work that victory through Jesus Christ in us. And that is our hope that Jesus Christ, that God will equip us in Jesus Christ with everything we need for our salvation. That's what he says. May the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ. It is God's will, beloved, that you will persevere To glory, and you will persevere to glory by doing His will. And so God must equip us, and He does equip us to persevere to glory by doing His will. He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also graciously give us all things? How will He not equip us with everything good, that we might do his will. He is working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. We need faith. We need faith because our Hebrews tells us that without faith, it is impossible to please God. We must have faith in the Son of God who has accomplished these great things for us. And so God gives us faith. God gives us faith through the faithful proclamation of the Word. The Spirit of Christ enables us to hear and receive and to rest in the gospel of Jesus Christ. We need holiness. Hebrews tells us that we must strive for holiness without which no one we'll see the Lord. And so God gives us holiness through faith in Jesus Christ. The Spirit of Christ unites us to Christ, to his person, and to his work, His the Holy Son of God. His blood cleanses us of all unrighteousness, and we are set apart and made holy in God's sight. He gives us that faith he gives us that holiness. But we also need endurance. We also need endurance. And so he gives us that too. Endurance, hopefully you know by now, but endurance is that faithful working out of of your faith day after day in the midst of this life, holding fast to our confession, walking in Christlikeness, growing in grace as we pursue glory. And he gives us that as he works. It says, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. It is an ongoing work. The God who worked in Jesus is now working in us that which is pleasing in his sight. He gives us faith, but then he works out that faith in the midst of our lives. He t- teaches us to put to death the sins which so easily entangle us and to walk in faithfulness, to grow in, our gra- in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, to grow in our love for the Lord, to grow as more faithful servants of the Lord. That faith is worked out by our God. But we also receive holiness but we are made holy through the sanctifying spirit he continues to purify us as he conforms us to the image of christ and it's all it's all through jesus none of this beloved can be done on our own we can't please god apart from faith and the faith that we have is in Jesus, what he has done for us. We can't, we can't please God without a high priest. A high priest who has cleansed us and set us apart for holy service, but also a high priest who offers our works, our praises, our good deeds. He offers those in God's heavenly realms on our behalf. We need a high priest. We can't do this without a, God's Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, to work in us that which is pleasing in His sight. And so, beloved, hear this clearly your salvation from start to finish, from faith to glory, is all a work of Jesus. It is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. And it's for that reason that we say, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to you be the glory. To him be the glory forever and ever. And beloved, we can be confident that God will do this for us in Jesus Christ. Because that's the question. If if, if this isn't my work, how can I be sure that God will do this? How can I say, May God do this for me? It's right there by the blood of the eternal covenant. It's by the blood of the eternal covenant. God has promised to you that he will do this. Jesus Christ gave his body, <laughs> shed his blood. To purify you. And God to be faithful to Christ. And faithful to us. And faithful to his word. Will do these things in Jesus Christ. His blood was accepted. He has sprinkled the heavenly places with his blood. And purified it for us. And he has sprinkled us. We have been sealed to the person and work of Jesus Christ. In his blood. By the will of the Father. And his sins were placed on him. The death he died was our death. Our sins became his sins. And his life is our life, beloved. That's what Christ sealed by his blood. And brothers and sisters, this is never going to change. This is the blood of the eternal covenant. There will never be another game in town. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is our king and our victor and our savior. There is nothing better. There never will be. And he has promised in his name and sealed with blood that he will do this very thing. Of course, that doesn't mean that we do nothing. It's not a let go and let God do what he's going to do. Our law passage, I think, summarized this extremely well for us. Those twin realities. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to work according to your good pleasure. We, from our perspective, must pursue holiness, godliness, faithfulness. But it's God who's doing that through the work that we have. His Spirit is Conforming us, we are willing participants as God works in us. And, beloved, because Jesus has done all these things and He is doing these things, He gets a new title in this book, in this passage. A title that we're familiar with, but it is new for this book. He is the great shepherd of the sheep. He is the shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep, but he is the shepherd who has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I will be with you always. He is the shepherd that knows the way to glory because he has already done it. He knows how to stand up under temptation because he has endured every temptation that you and I have faced. He knows... to live how it is to live by faith because he trusted in the faithfulness of his God to raise him from the dead on behalf of his people. And he is shepherding us to glory. He will do it, beloved. And so we, we see that peace from afar, but we are not without hope. And we are not left alone. God has promised to will and to work in us, to shepherd us to glory in Jesus Christ. And while we do see it from afar, I hope you know that Jesus gives us a glimpse, a taste. He gives us sustenance along the way of his peace. He told his disciples before he went away, he said, peace I leave with you. Peace I give you, not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. He gives his peace. Jesus tells us that all of our fears, all of our anxieties, all of our grumblings, they find their satisfaction in him. To be in glory with God is to know perfect peace because we'll be in the presence of the God of peace forever and ever. And beloved, that's our hope. But he gives us a glimpse of that now for us who are in Christ Jesus. And so let me ask you, do you know the peace of Christ? Do you know what it is to be able to rest in him and to trust in his sovereign love to protect you, to sustain you, to uphold you on your way to glory. Do you know that rest? If you don't know that peace, beloved, I urge you to receive it because Jesus Christ offers it to you. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My peace I give you. He gives us what our hearts long for. He will. He, it was the will of God to send him to rescue you, to bring you to himself, and to offer you life abundant, full, and free. So receive that in Christ. Or, or friends, have you known that peace, but you've forgotten because you've let the cares of this world crowd out the peace of Christ, to take center stage while Christ has taken the side stage. To you, I would say, return to the Lord Jesus Christ. Return to him and seek peace in Christ. Apart from him, beloved, you can do nothing. But in him, God promises you everything. He promises his perfect Peace in Christ. He has offered us every spiritual blessing, every promise of peace in Christ Jesus. It is ours in him. Cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Trust in him for your strength because he is powerful to save and rest in the sealed blood of this covenant this eternal covenant that your shepherd shed for you god promises that he will bring many sons to glory and he will do it by the power of his son jesus christ our shepherd is leading us to his heavenly home he will certainly take us there because God is faithful. And so, beloved, may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good, working, that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Beloved he who has promised is faithful, he will surely do it. Trust him. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your grace, for you know our weakness, and you love us so supremely that you would purpose to save us, even though we are lost sheep. Often we are wandering sheep, we are distracted sheep. You are ever faithful. Thank you for sending your son to be our shepherd. Thank you for sending your spirit to work in us that which is pleasing in your sight. Help us to glorify Christ in all that we do and to enjoy him forever. We pray these things in his name. Amen.